life can get pretty complicated. In the Simply Practically Human podcast, Mark LeBusque talks to incredible humans to see the way forward more clearly through the complexity in the world and in our heads. Let's get ready to thrive. Hey, g'day there, fellow humans. Mark LeBusque here for another episode of the Simply Practically Human podcast, the short, sharp, self-indulgent edition out on the Friday. And um, I want you to think about this. How are you feeling right now? And I think along the lines here of your level of comfort. So think about it in this way. You're feeling comfortably comfortable now. Are you feeling comfortably uncomfortable? Or are you feeling uncomfortably uncomfortable? And today's topic is just on what I call there's comfort in discomfort. And look, I know there's thousands and thousands of self-help gurus who talk about this sort of stuff and how you need to embrace the uncomfortable and all those sorts of things. I just want to give you my short, sharp spin on this today and um, hopefully leave you with a little tool that you can take away and start to challenge yourself about where you're spending most of your time and where you should spend most of your time because I actually think there's usefulness to spend time in each of these areas. So that is comfortably comfortable, comfortably uncomfortable and uncomfortably uncomfortable in order to continue to grow and learn. And I'll um, share with you today as well a little bit about what that looks like for me and also how I've been able to move some things from what I'd call uncomfortably uncomfortable. So things that had me on the edge of distress into now what I'd call the inner side of comfortably uncomfortable, not ever really getting to the CC, but getting me to a place where I still feel a little bit edgy, but I know by sitting in that zone, I'm learning and growing all the time. So we're going to explore this. I want you to be thinking as you're listening to what experiments are you running now to create this level of comfortably uncomfortable so that you are learning, so that you're growing, but also at the same time, when are you spending moments in the CC, the comfortably comfortable, just to kick back and relax a little bit and when do you step into the uncomfortably uncomfortable? So these are three things that I talk about in, in both my books. And let me start today by giving you some personal examples here. So looking at these levels of comfort, if I start with comfortably comfortable, I think about from a personal perspective, and for those that are sporting fans, you'll get this. For those that aren't, bear with me. There's a thing with our game in Australia called Australian Rules on a Saturday on Fox Sports or Fox TV or any sort of the pay TV channels, there's a thing that they call Super Saturday. And on Super Saturday, there is literally back-to-back-to-back games of Australian Rules football, which is something I really enjoy watching. Most games are, are pretty good. And my idea of comfortably comfortable is to be sitting on the couch at home, usually surrounded by at least three sausage dogs that are all wanting to get in really close to keep keep me warm and I think keep themselves comfortably comfortable. There may be a beverage of some description nearby. It could be an alcoholic beverage or a non-alcoholic beverage. There could be some other bits and pieces there. But in essence, what I can do from about 1.30 p.m., for about the next nine hours, I could sit there comfortably comfortable 
and gorge myself on the viewing of elite sport and a sport that is um, something that I really enjoy watching. So that's a comfortably comfortable moment for me is Super Saturday and, and going through that. Let me go to the outside now, the uncomfortably uncomfortable. So what I'm talking about here is something that would make me pretty much distressed, in fear, heighten my anxiety, my anxiousness, would get me to a point where I would feel a level of stress that would not be useful or helpful for me if I was to stay there for too long. Now, I'll also say this, that there is an opportunity at times in Uncomfortably Uncomfortable to be there for a short period of time in order to feel that suffering and feel that stress, but know that you can learn and you can grow from that. So for me, as a claustrophobe, I have a level of distress already or a level of uncomfortably uncomfortable for something that's coming up next month, which is a, is a flight in outback Australia in a very small aircraft with a single engine. I always say this to people that a single engine aircraft, when the engine doesn't work, very quickly turns into a glider and then very quickly turns into an anvil. So coupling that with my claustrophobic tendencies I know that I have been thinking about this plane ride for a lot longer than I should have been. So I'd say three or four months now that as it gets closer to that mid-June date to go on it, so too does my level of anxiety increase because the claustrophobic side of it really gets to me. It really puts me into a panic. So that's sitting there. There's another one that many of you listeners who have been to my program will know. The human manager experience is um, another thing that makes me uncomfortably uncomfortable is the thought of dancing in front of other people. It terrifies me. And the thought of people watching me, I remember a thing called the blue light disco back when I was a teenager that I'd never attend because I was terrified that people would try and drag me up onto the dance floor. I'm terrified that people today will try and drag me up on the dance floor and people will see me pretty much standing there rocking from side to side or doing some sort of dad dance that uh, makes me feel like I'm an absolute idiot. Another one I hear, not so much a big problem for me today, but at one stage for me, I was terrified of public speaking. So going back into my high school years and being made house captain at a, at a pretty young age, getting up and speaking in front of some of the kids that were older than me was absolutely terrifying. And over time, I sort of had that as well, particularly when you're talking, and some of you will understand this, you're talking to those who are higher than you in the hierarchy. That was something that would terrify me as well, make me feel distressed the night before, sleepless nights, coming to it, um, walking in the door, hoping that the first words came out the right way. So that's another one that makes me uncomfortably uncomfortable. And then I think about comfortably uncomfortable. This is sort of the middle zone here. So somewhere between comfortably comfortable and uncomfortably uncomfortable is the learning zone. And this is the place where I say you feel the little butterflies in your tummy. And um, for me, when I think about that, last week I shot some video for the upcoming Human Manager Academy. There was a level of discomfort in that, but at the same time, a level of excitement, a level of nervous energy, some good adrenaline flowing through my body and the feeling that by stepping into something that I'm not a professional at, I knew I was going to get better, but also now it was going to be useful for me 
to do that, to grow, and for, also for others in the content that I created. Another one that makes me a little bit comfortably uncomfortable is podcasting. So I guess depending upon the guest that's coming on to my podcast, sometimes I'll have some people on there that I think, well, shit, they're much smarter than me or they're more famous or whatever it might be. And that includes just about everyone is more famous. There's a level of apprehension. There's a level of nervousness. There's a level of, will I know what to say? Will I ask the right question? Will I hear some good answers? Will I create quality for listeners? So there's, there's that as well. And then the, the other one at the moment that is creating a bit of this comfortably uncomfortable is the creation of this online learning portal or this, let's call it a hybrid learning portal called the Human Manager Academy. There's a level of discomfort there in creating that that is almost bordering at times on distress. And the distress is the story that comes to me that says, you're going to build this thing and no one will come. So sometimes it can flitter or flutter from comfortably uncomfortable into uncomfortably uncomfortable. And I think these are some of the lessons I've learned over time is that it's good to be really aware of at any particular moment in time, in any particular situation you're about to step into, how you're feeling in relation to your level of comfort. So let's just play around with what I call in my first book, step seven of rewiring, not just managers, but humans and I call that the stretch to learn phase. And this idea that in order for you to grow and learn and become better, you've got to be prepared to step into your comfortably uncomfortable. You've got to be prepared to also step into at times your uncomfortably uncomfortable. And you also need to spend times, I think, in chill out mode, which is uncomfortably comfortable. So the first thing I wanted to offer to you there, the first tip would be, is get a sense of how much time you're spending in each of these places. And I want to suggest to you that the more time that you spend in comfortably uncomfortable, the more you will learn, the more you will grow, the more you will build your confidence, the more you will build and create more stories for your good news filing cabinet and less stories into your bad news one. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't also spend time being comfortable, comfortably comfortable, and also Stepping into those uncomfortably uncomfortable moments, which could mean putting your hand up to do something that you haven't done before, not exactly knowing how it's going to be. Don't pick dancing, for instance, or getting straight into a light aircraft like I was talking about, because that might send you into an absolute panic. But finding something that is taking you a little bit further outside of that comfortably uncomfortable, on the edge of I'm not quite sure what's going to happen, there's a little bit of terror here. There's a little bit, I know, that suffering could come, but you will find that you'll be able to work your way through that. So that's the first one is get a bit of a sense of how much time you're spending there. And a good way to do that, fellow humans, is going to be to actually sit down and write down a list on a bit of paper. I am very much a, or do it on your laptop or your PC, your desktop, whatever you want to do, I actually like to write things down. Just writing down, putting three columns, comfortably comfortable, comfortably uncomfortable, and uncomfortably uncomfortable, and just breaking this up into two things. So the first one is, what does it look like now for me? What does it look like when I'm comfortably comfortable? What are the things I'm doing? How much time am I spending there? Same for comfortably uncomfortable, and the same for uncomfortably uncomfortable. Look at how that is going for you today. 
and then get yourself a bit of a sense of, do you think that's helping me to learn and to grow and to become a better human being? And perhaps thinking this way, where do I need to focus a bit more time? If I've got nothing at the moment in comfortably comfortable, I need to find something or you need to find something to put in there for that chill out time. That super Saturday time, it might be reading a book, it might be meditation, it might be working out, it might be playing a musical instrument, but something that gives you a level of comfort that you just helps you to bring that heart rate back down, do something you enjoy and and just chill out while you're doing it. So what is in there at the moment? In the comfortably uncomfortable, what is in there that you know is not going to create distress for you, but you know it's a little bit outside of what you're used to doing? Could be a whole lot of different things for, for you to think about is what's that next little step on a skill that I've been developing? And maybe I've got to a certain point where I've mastered it, but now I can improve that by trying something a little bit different. For me, if I think about my guitar, playing open chords is really quite comfortable for me now, but playing bar chords is on the outside of the comfortably uncomfortable circle because I just don't seem to be able to get the fingers and everything in the right place. So what I tend to do is I'll push that into uncomfortably uncomfortable and I'll leave it. Hence, 15 years on the guitar, I still haven't been able to, I think, hit a bar chord as as well as I should. So maybe that needs to be in my comfortably uncomfortable space and I spend some time there. And then for the last one, uncomfortably uncomfortable. And I say with this one, you know, looking at what you've got in there today, don't have too many things in there because, you know, you don't want to find yourself in a constant state of anxiousness, of fear, of distress. But at the same time, you want to have something in there that as you start to chip away at it, you'll find that it will move from uncomfortably uncomfortable into comfortably uncomfortable. It may never become comfortably comfortable for you, but you progress from the outer circle of distress into the middle circle of learning and growth is great progress in itself. So there's a couple of things for you to be thinking about is to get your list together. And now I want you to think from not just a individual perspective, but think about it now from a collective, from a group perspective. And that if you are in the privileged position of managing another human being, that you can start to have a conversation with them about what is comfortably comfortable, comfortably uncomfortable, and uncomfortably uncomfortable look like for them. And encourage them to do the same piece of work here. Now, if you are not a manager, but you would like to have a conversation with your manager about sharing your own work with them in order for you to grow, rather than doing your usual, here's my development plan and let's have a conversation once a year, perhaps go to them with this as a tool and go, hey, I know when I'm comfortably comfortable, I know when I'm comfortably uncomfortable and uncomfortably uncomfortable, what I want you to try and help me to do here as my manager is to help me to get opportunities to try things that are uncomfortably uncomfortable and hopefully move them into the comfortably uncomfortable circle. Now, part of that will be saying to them is that, Put me into situations where it's going to be challenging, like really on the outer limits of challenging for me and offer this to them as well. Don't rescue me. 
don't save me from the distress and the discomfort and the catastrophe, because one of the things we are prone to do is we will step in too quickly to save and rescue somebody. Therefore, they don't get the chance to grow and learn. So that's something else that you want to consider, both as someone who is speaking to your manager about wanting to experience that, but also if you are a manager, being really aware of the fact that you don't jump in too quickly. If someone's really challenged by something, you don't jump in too quickly to take over or to save them, but you give them the chance to step into it, experiment with it, trust that they are in there giving it their very best, and also be open to the fact that they may fail. Because a lot of times when that stuff is in the uncomfortably uncomfortable space, that could end up in a failure, which is a learning. And it could happen like this. You could, someone might say, hey, I'd like to step up and run the next meeting. And they get into that and all of a sudden they're like a deer in the headlights. And let them sit with that for a moment. Let them work their way out of it. Have a conversation with them later on and say, hey, how'd you think that went? Because every opportunity they have to step into that outer level of discomfort will be the opportunity for them to learn and to grow and to feel something that doesn't feel easy, but also hasn't ended up in them disappearing, as in their confidence disappearing, their composure disappearing, any sort of level of self-esteem disappearing. So let people step into those things. So I think there's a couple of ways to look at this one, fellow humans, is first of all is what are you doing in regards to an audit around your CC, your CU, and your UU, and where are you spending most of your time? A lot of us, I know, will spend a lot of time in comfortably comfortable, but we don't grow there. We don't learn there. It sort of reinforces a state for us. And I think, it, as I said before, at times, it's nice to be there, but really you're not going to get much out of that. And if I go to the outer circle, if you're spending too much time in you, you, or uncomfortably uncomfortable, you'll literally end up in the fetal position in the corner of the room, sucking your thumb. You will be too frightened, scared, afraid to try anything because everything will be seen as a failure and that you'll continue to be hearing stories from your good, it's not your good news, your bad news, filing cabinet about the very next thing that could go wrong. But the place to be is in that middle circle, that comfortably uncomfortable, the place where you can learn, the learning zone as they call it. Now, whether you are five years old, and I'm sure there's no one who's five listening to this unless they're in the car with, a, with one of their parents, or 55, you can still learn and you can still grow. So I want to encourage you to have, when you're looking at your lists, a fairly extensive list of things that make you comfortably uncomfortable. Maybe have them in, a, in an order of least comfortably uncomfortable to most comfortably uncomfortable and work through that list. As you knock one of them off, another one moves down to least. And then another one moves down, and maybe the one that was most comfortably uncomfortable for you, after experimenting over a couple of years, it becomes the least comfortably uncomfortable, and you just continue to build them up. So there you go. Short and sharp, think about putting together your list of the comfort zones, of where you sit, where you're spending your time, and slowly chipping away at getting better at these things. 
I would have never thought that I'd be doing these sorts of things today when I was back in year nine and year 10, when I was terrified of public speaking. It would have been on the outer circle of my third circle of uncomfortably uncomfortable, but by chipping away and experimenting and failing at times and doing it okay at times, being tongue-tied, um, the words not coming out right, but then other times absolutely smashing it out of the park. I'm at a point today where I'm happy to jump on a microphone for 20 minutes and really without a whole lot of notes, and you may even pick that up in the way that I at times repeat myself, but I am human, rather than playing a safe game, stepping out into a, a game that's not as safe, but at the same time understanding that I'm going to get better and I'm going to step into comfortably uncomfortable, but never really get into that comfortably comfortable on this sort of stuff because I want to have that edge, to have that adrenaline rush, to have that fearing of perhaps not knowing what's going to happen. And maybe that's where some of the motivation and the confidence comes from as well. Where are you today? Comfortably comfortable, comfortably uncomfortable, or uncomfortably uncomfortable. Give it some thought. Hey there, if you like this one, share it with your friends. I'm sure you've got some friends that you know who spend a lot of time in comfort. Maybe you have some friends who spend far too much time in discomfort and distress. So share this with them and they might be able to start to do their own audit and work through it. If you loved it, leave us a little comment as to why. Loving the comments that are coming back through. I had a great comment last week from uh, a listener by the name of Mitch. He listened to the one on, on your career and some of the six things that you can do. And his comment back was, this is a really appropriate time for me to hear something like that because I'm, I've been thinking about it and it really helped to reinforce some of my thinking but gave me some new things to think about. So just leave me a little comments because I love to hear how these podcasts have been helpful. But until next time, keep it simple, keep it practical, and keep it human. Bye for now.